You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jennifer Ashley Tepper. And I'm Joe Iconis. On this week's episode of the Album Podcast, we're going to be talking about a song called The Saddest Girl in the World, as sung by incredible Iconis and Family special guest, Carrie Butler. Royalty. Musical theater royalty. Uh, The song is an interesting one. It's uh, one of my shorter songs, and it can be kind of classified as a comedy song. Uh, comedy on the surface, or I guess it leads with comedy, and then there's some other stuff that uh, that follows. And um, it has an interesting origin. It was written for a 24-hour musical with Jonathan Mark Sherman many, many years ago. And uh, Tepper and I talk about that and more on the episode. So tune in. I learned a lot in this episode. Joe, how, how old were you when you wrote this song? I was 10. Yeah, exactly. Learn more about that on this episode. This song is... The Saddest Girl in the World. There should be an actual name for the musical theater thing where there's the first lyric of a song and it gets like a big reaction or a big laugh. And then you, like, there should be a literal name for that. Maybe it's called (laughs) Pulling an Iconis. I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. We should start it. P-A-I. We won't say it because we'll let people listen to this track along when (laughs) they listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, this song is super early song. This is a very early song. This song I wrote as part of the 24-hour musicals mm-hmm. uh, show at Joe's Pub. And this was in 2000 and... Mm, I'm going to say five. Mm-hmm. Or certainly around them. And I wrote a musical with the great Jonathan Mark Sherman, who I love a lot. And Wonderful writer, and you also may have seen him playing Ira Weitzman in the Tick, Tick, Boom film. Legends. <laughs> legends on legends. And, uh, and so Jonathan and I, uh, so the, the way 24-hour musicals works is you're paired with a whole bunch of people. It's, it's uh, writers, and you get a cast, and then you got to write this show for the cast. And uh, the whole thing is written and rehearsed and performed in a 24-hour time period. Mm-hmm. And so in my cast was uh, Carrie Butler mm-hmm. and Nellie Mackay, who I'm obsessed with. Uh, and Jesse Tyler Ferguson was in it too, and and Ashley Atkinson was in it. It was a great cast. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I loved them a lot. Uh, but this was a song that I wrote for Carrie, and um, 
And she was playing a, uh, it, so the, the whole thing took place in a bar and everyone in the bar was really depressed. And uh, it was called The Saddest Bar in the World. That was the name of the play. Mm -hmm. and, um, and Carrie's character uh, had uh, one leg. She had lost her leg in an accident or something. And, uh, and she was a, a, a dancer and it was this whole, this whole thing. And she was very sad and then everyone sort of found each other at the end and it was very happy and you know, it's like the sort of thing that you can write in How long are those, like when they it's are- like 20 minutes. 20 minutes, okay. So yeah, I wrote like, I wrote like uh, three songs. What are the other songs from it? The last one was good, the Nelly one was really good. And then I wrote one that probably sucked, but I don't remember it. But the, the Nelly one was like a, it was like a, like a drinking song. We're gonna have to uncover these. We, yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. But I remember because this was so early on, and so I was like kind of nervous because there was a lot of fancy people involved, and I was like the one of the the less fancier. You know, you humans. were like twenty four years old doing yeah. this. This yeah. is like a really how like I don't even know these songs other than this one. Yeah, I'm gonna have to call your brother about bootlegs to these. I oh feel. my gosh! Yeah, I don't think anyone in my family came to it bizarrely. This is this is the lost iconist show. Yeah, it really is. The last yeah. twenty minute Jonathan Marshall iconist show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but I was really nervous. And then um, Carrie, when she sang the song, she forgot the lyrics halfway through. And and I was watching from the bar at Joe's Pub, and she went, Joe. Joe. I. Oh God. Oh God. Like she called for me, and I was so like, Oh my God. Am I supposed to like scream out to her? Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and then she just like she was amazing, and she went right on. Um, but it was one of those things where like now, if that if that happened, I would be like, you know, I'd be like, Carrie, the lyric is like, I, <laughs> like it wouldn't even cross my mind. But yeah. I remember at the time, yeah. feeling like nervous sure. to type up, you know. Um, but yeah. So at any rate, so that's where the song came from, and I've always I've always liked I've always liked the song. I love. I love the first line of the song, um, but it's always like, it's always kind of, it's always kind of been this thing where like, I, you know, I never want anyone to feel, I never want to make anyone feel, feel um, bad with my writing if I can help it. I mean, sometimes I do, but, um, and so, you know, the fact that this character has, uh, had, you know, lost a leg, um, is I think a part of this character, and I, I want to be able to write characters who have, who have lost legs or you know arms or whatever. Um, but I I never I, I never want people to think that that's the reason why it's funny because I I don't think that's actually the reason yeah. why it's funny. You know, it's taking even the, that first line. You know, like the saddest thing about having one leg is that isn't the saddest thing about me. It's it is it is taking into account that this is this person's situation and it is taking into account how this person is perceived by the outside world. Um, but it's saying like, that's not even the thing. That's not even why I'm here. You know what I mean? And, and so, and I think that, I do think that that's funny, but it, it treads like a really fine line. And mm -hmm. so this song always like, it always is, is tricky for me. And I actually thought about not including it on the album, you know, for that very reason, but um, Carrie's performance of it is so, genuine and so honest and um and so and so like both hilarious and um and just just like kind that that's the thing that i feel like earns it earns it a place yeah that makes it clear that this isn't a joke song you know this isn't like oh ha, how funny that you know this person has one <laughs> one leg um it's 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 something else yeah
This is a song that I feel like, well, talk us through who else has performed it over the years other than Carrie. It's been performed by Liz Lark Brown, the great Liz Lark Brown, and it's been performed by Lauren Marcus, the great Lauren Marcus. I also remember seeing, in addition to both of them singing it, um, when John Simpkins, our frequent collaborator, uh, was at NYU, he did mm -hmm. a senior showcase that was like all your songs. You yeah. know, it was all the seniors doing your song showcase. And gosh, I wish I, so whoever sang this did such a terrific job and I shouldn't have brought it up because I can't remember who it was, but I do remember seeing it a couple of other times in the late 2000s that like it would pop up. Yeah, this yeah. sheet music was out or this was something that- The sheet music, yeah. yeah I some, think the, somehow people got their hands on it a little the bit. The sheet music right? is out. It's one of those songs also that people just like, people like to do of mine. I feel like every time I, I do a masterclass, somebody sings the song. Yeah. Um, and I think that's for, that's for a few reasons. I think one of the reasons is that it's, it's really short. In a way that a lot of my songs aren't, and it's really easily cuttable, and it's really surprising. I mean, yeah. I think that's it's part of that first line thing we were talking about. Yeah. Like, you can get a reaction if you're doing something like a showcase or an audition where you need a quick, like, oh my god, they're paying attention to me now. Yeah, it's like yeah, a great yeah. attention getter song. It is, yeah, yeah. And you know, the other thing too is that I, it's like I, the the idea of that character, you know, um, being differently abled. It's like I. I feel like it, so many times when we see characters like that in things, there has to be this like air of like nobility around them. Like it's like anytime we see, you know, a character, whether it's a character or the performer, um, you know, uh, who are who are who are you know differently abled in some way, I, it feels like it's it's so often like this thing of like they have to, you know, be like saviors or something mm -hmm. or angels or something. And and I just have always felt like, but like, they're like, why? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, why? Like, I, it, why can't they be funny? Why can't they have like their own shit? Why can't they, you know, like have jokes? Why can't we all just like look at each other as like the same? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, which maybe is like, it's either like very Pollyanna or very insensitive, but <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and this song I love the title of because it, what am I trying to say? I feel like, I don't know, it's a surprising title maybe based on what the song is. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that it was, it, you know, it was sort of titled that because, partly because that's what the name of our like little, right. our little show was. Um, and so it just sort of made made sense, but it's also, it's like, I, I do think it's about like perception, you know, and I imagine the like, the visual of, of this woman, especially sort of taken out of the context of that show, of her, you know, like sitting alone at a bar. And it's like, I do think that she like comes to this bar a lot. She's like, you know, ultimate sort of bar fly. And it's sort of like, it's not something she's saying about herself. It's something that someone else is putting on her. Right. You know, it's something that someone else is, 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 you know, whispering from the other end of the bar. Like, you know, that's the saddest girl in the world. Right. Um, Cause you know, she's, she's not, she's not great, but She's doing okay. Have we ever done this song in concert where whoever was singing it was placed in the audience and just swiveled on their bar stool and then had a spotlight hit them? Because that feels like we would have done it as you're describing this. Mm, yeah. We've never done that. That should happen. Yeah. I mean, songs about bars. Yeah, but we do so many audience plans. This just feels like the ultimate, like, it yeah. makes sense. That well, would be so funny. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Carrie Butler, man. Carrie Butler is so, she's just magical, mm -hmm. you know? I, I don't even know what else to say. That was really wild getting to work with her on the song and then, you know, in subsequent years. She's just like as sort of, you know, um, luminous as you want her to be. And she has, you know, she has the Disney princess thing without being totally fucking annoying. <laughs> like so many people like that are. She's just not. She's a great actor. She's a great performer. She can do so many different types of things. And she, you know, like a, like a few people on the album, she has this like youthfulness to her that is so compelling yeah. because she's not a child and she doesn't conduct herself like that but she's able to to play these characters and the same way that Annie Golden has it you know mm -hmm. it's like it's this and Harrison Chad like it's like this thing where it's like these adult people who just have this undeniable youthfulness yeah. and I think it's so um, exciting when they play people with you know actual human adult problems and they're not playing like sort of cartoon versions of of youngsters or you know whatever um, but yeah she's just so good she also i think this is maybe sort of the disney princess thing you're talking about but she has this quality where she's so flawless vocally that you expect her performance and her acting to be i don't know less human than they are mm -hmm. but she manages to always feel like a real person while like being vocally just you're like no one's ever been worried about carrie butler hitting a note in their lives yeah. or like hitting a note perfectly like it's right. she's just got some magical it's, dust yeah her. that's i think that's so perceptive it's like yeah the way she sounds it that sort of sound and it's and it's it's so pristine and it's just like it's amazing and it actually it can do so many things you yeah. know it's like she's such a great like rock singer and like she, she's amazing um but it that sort of pristine sound is usually associated with a performer who's a little bit like perfect and perfect mm -hmm. in a way where it's like they're not going to make a choice that's huge right. they're not going to be too funny mm -hmm. they're not going to be they're never going to be ugly like it's mm -hmm. like and Carrie is just not that like she's you know like a lunatic when she performs and she does all sorts of stuff and and you know she does comedy and drama and mm -hmm. and yeah does it all so yeah I'm I'm so beyond honored that I got to work with her and yeah, I want to do like a show proper with her. Yeah, it's talking about cool? actors like her. I'm like, it gives me hope that like characters written for women who are like over the age of 40 will be interestingly, like written more interestingly on the talents of people like Carrie Butler. Because it's like, I just, I want to yeah. see her play, you know, I want to see her doing a musical and play all of the facets that she can play. Yeah, maybe I need to write the, um, the Penny Pingleton <laughs> sequel like that's what it's about that's that'd be what, great that's what hairspray 2 is yeah penny goes off into the world like what happens yeah. i don't know yeah. i mean it's like truly anything but. it's also just like carrie butler that like oh she did originate this song of yours in the 24-hour musicals almost 20 years ago and yet it's like no time <laughs> has passed at all oh yeah yeah no. the fountain Only, yeah. of youth better with age yeah. well let's um 
Everyone mark your calendars. Broadway 2024. <laughs> A Penny for Your Thoughts, starring Carrie Butler. A Penny for Your Thoughts. What a good title. I was picturing Penny exclamation point, but yours is better. It's also good. No. We'll workshop it. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for listening or watching to my podcast. Uh, do me a favor and go to wherever you just listen to or watch this thing and subscribe or like or give us a great rating or review and then head to bpn.fm slash album to find out even more information about this podcast, more ways to watch, more ways to listen and check out my album, Album. Thanks so much for hanging out. Album Podcast is executive produced by Liz Armstrong, produced by Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kim Garris and the rest of the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Be sure to visit bpn.fm slash album for both audio and video versions of this podcast and to listen to album. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.